It's not just about getting someone in the position you have open who can do the work. Even if someone's able to get the work done, they may not do it the way you need it done because you don't have the infrastructure in place to help them succeed. Don't waste anyone's time or your money hiring someone if you're not ready to accept help. You're listening to The Solopreneur Hustle, a podcast that teaches you how to scale your solo business so you can earn more while working less. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a weekly email newsletter where we share business tips and helpful resources for solo business owners. Subscribe to our email list today using the link in the description for this episode to receive a free marketing ebook. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 80 of the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Today, I'll be sharing three ideas to help you prepare to hire help for your business. As solopreneurs, sometimes growing and scaling our businesses means that we have to hire help and delegate tasks to other people. Whether you're hiring an assistant, a contract employee, or a full-time staff person, it's important to make sure your business is ready to accept help. I want to explain here what I mean by ready to accept help because just because you feel like you're ready to hire someone doesn't necessarily mean that you're ready to accept help in your business. Many entrepreneurs imagine that hiring help will solve all of their problems and magically the person they hire will know exactly what to do to get what you imagine they should be doing done. This is not the case. Even the smartest, most qualified employee won't be able to thrive if you don't have systems in place to support them. In order for the person you hire to have a meaningful impact on your business, there has to be infrastructure in place to support the person you hire. How can you know what to do to get the job done if there aren't any systems in place to guide the person you've hired? How can your employee get the results you imagine they can if you haven't properly explained the results you desire? Today, I want to share three things you should be doing to prepare to hire help. These are three strategies I've used myself to prepare my business to accept help when I've hired contract employees. Number one. I believe as an effective leader in your business, you have to learn how to do every single task required to make your business run. Learn how to do it and then hire someone who can do it better than you can. Here's an example here that I think exemplifies why it's so important to learn how to do everything in your business before you start trying to hire people to do things that you don't even know how to do yourself. In order to become a Chick-fil-A franchisee owner or operator, Chick-fil-A requires that Chick-fil-A operators, at the very least, work have worked at a Chick-fil-A before. They want operators to know how the inner workings of a Chick-fil-A work before they hand over their brand to some stranger. The operators of Chick-fil-A have to learn how to run the drive throughs They have to learn how to cook all the food. They have to learn how to clean the bathrooms. They have to learn how to mop. They have to learn how to do everything that has to do with running a Chick-fil-A before They can earn the title of Chick-fil-A owner. You need to be using that same energy when it comes to growing and scaling your business. How can you give people the opportunity to represent your business and help you with your business if you yourself don't know how your business works from the inside out? In order for Chick-fil-A operators or Chick-fil-A owners to 
have the power to hire people to work for Chick-fil-A. They have to know how a Chick-fil-A restaurant works from the inside out, front to back. If you know from inside out how to run your business and how to make your business run, you know who you need to hire, what they should be doing to get results, and what their position should look like from a standpoint of achieving success. If you're hiring someone to do a job you've been previously doing yourself, the best way to create the infrastructure to get people in that position who can be successful at the job is to create a step-by-step guide someone could follow to do this job from start to finish each week. What resources are you using to accomplish these tasks? This may require you to compile all username and passwords for all accounts or resources you're using to do your job. Who are you contacting to get this job done? Who can help mentor the person who's getting in this position to make sure that they're able to get their job done? Create a list of tasks that need to be completed and document how you do it, when it should be done, why it should be done, and how to troubleshoot if there's a mistake when it comes to getting it done. Having this infrastructure in place will give your employees direction concerning what to do, how to do their job, and they'll be able to easily see what's expected of them. I remember when I got one of my first jobs in high school working at the subway in my hometown. At the beginning of my first shift, when I was just training, the manager gave me a handout of the recipes for all the sandwiches and how to make them. He showed me how to wrap the sandwiches up and slide them into those narrow subway bags. Now, the thing about working at Subway that I realized at that moment was that anyone can make a sandwich and wrap it up. But to work at Subway, I had to learn how to do it to their standards, the Subway way. I worked at Subway nearly 10 years ago now. To this day, when I go to Subway to order a sandwich, no matter where I'm at, they make the subs the exact same way that I was trained to make it 10 years ago. Why? Well, because Subway has systems in place to support new employees, to teach them how to make a sandwich the way they want it made, so that every customer has the exact same experience when they walk into a Subway in New York City, LA, Atlanta, or anywhere else in the country. You should strive to create the same sort of infrastructure for your employees. It doesn't matter if you hire someone today or in 10 years. Are they able to understand how to do this job and how to do it the way you want it done. If you don't have something in place to teach people how to do things the way you need it done, then it's time to sit down and write it out. Figure out how to document how you're doing what you need to get done so that in your absence, things can still go on. You shouldn't have to be micromanaging every aspect of everything that's going on in your business for it to run. The CEO of Subway is not at every single restaurant monitoring what everybody does. There are systems in place to make sure from higher up all the way down, everything is going the way Subway wants it done. And the same goes for every other big business. So think about how you can document how things need to get done and how you can actually communicate that to your employees so that they know what's expected of them. You know what's expected of them. And somewhere in the middle, there's understanding about what needs to get done and how it needs to get done. Number two, create a list of expectations you have in mind for someone who's helping you and also list the results you want this employee to get for your business. Have a conversation about these expectations so your employee understands what you want and has some direction concerning how the tasks they're working on fit into the bigger picture for the business overall. Help your employees see how the tasks they're working on make a difference in the grand scheme of things. 
There's no better way to kill morale than to make your employees feel like the work they're doing doesn't really make a difference. You should be sharing your short-term and long-term business goals with your employees so they understand what results need to happen to reach these goals. And this way, they'll feel motivated to do their part to make these goals a reality. I had an internship in college at an insurance company and once a month, we had a company meeting where the CEO of the company would share business projections with the staff. He would personally recognize people who had hit a milestone or went above and beyond to get bigger results in their department. Everyone always felt like they were on the same page concerning where the business was at and what we needed to do collectively to drive business forward. After every company meeting, I felt inspired and motivated and and so did other people. I mean, we just felt inspired and motivated to do our jobs with excellence because we know that from HR down to the mail department, even the janitors, even the secretary, um, insurance, insurance agents, we all knew where our parts came in at in terms of pushing the business forward. And it just made us feel like the work that we were doing had bigger meaning always. And so in this way, you should use this same energy to motivate your employees. How can you help your employees see that their puzzle piece fits into the entire puzzle in the bigger picture, in the grand scheme of things for your business? Bring things into perspective for the people you work for. And really, you should be thinking about this stuff before you even hire someone. Before you hire an employee, you should think about how the results they're going to be able to get for you in your business are going to lead to bigger results for your business overall. Like, for example, I recently hired someone to help me with social media because I knew that that's something there that was a great area for me. It's something that I just really didn't have time to focus on. And so I have projections that I'm hoping social media will help me achieve by investing in help. And so You should be thinking about how hiring someone can help you increase results in some area of your business to help you push your business goals forward. Number three, before you hire someone, it's important to get some leadership development help. Hiring people is not just about them helping you to attract and retain quality help. Working for you has to be a two-way street. You should strive to become a transformational leader who encourages, inspires, and motivates people to help grow and shape your company while also creating a work environment that improves the lives of the people who work for you. There's a book I recommend reading called How to Win Friends and Influence People if you need some help developing your people skills. The link to this book is in the description for this episode. And I'm also going to go ahead and link an article about transformational leadership in the description so you can read up on that. But again, hiring people is not just all about you. In order for people to actually work for you long-term so that you don't have a lot of turnover, in order to hire people that really genuinely want to help you accomplish your business goals, that requires you to be a good leader. You'll never create that sort of vibe and energy and, and environment in your workplace if You're not working on you first. Just recently, my husband and I were at a local ice cream shop here in the Charleston area. And this is an ice cream shop where the owner is usually the person making ice cream and serving ice cream. But we noticed that recently he had hired a few people to help him out because the the ice cream shop is starting to get a little busier. I guess people are are, um, learning more about them. So anyways, he's hired a few people to help him out. 
And I could just feel when I walked in this energy between him and his employees was just awful. Like he was fussing at employees in front of customers. He was embarrassing them. It was clear that he hadn't set expectations for what those employees should be doing. No one really knew what they were doing behind the counter. It was just like disarray. It was chaos. And to be honest with you, things were going better when he was just doing it by himself. Why? Because he didn't have the leadership capabilities to be able to train somebody to share expectations, to share desired results, to motivate employees to get those results. It just wasn't there. And so he really needed to get rid of those employees, take a step back, work on himself as a leader before he brought anyone else into his business. So leadership is so important and it's important for hiring employees to work if you don't understand how to be a good leader. I hope today's episode gives you deeper insight about what it takes to hire help. It's not just about getting someone in the position you have open who can do the work. Even if someone's able to get the work done, they may not do it the way you need it done because you don't have the infrastructure in place to help them succeed. Don't waste anyone's time or your money hiring someone if you're not ready to accept help. Remember, anyone can make a sandwich, but not everyone makes it like Subway does because everyone isn't trained to make a Subway sub. I hope something from today's episode spoke to you. If it did, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. By leaving a review, you help more people find the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. I hope you guys have a great week. Continue to move onward, upward, and forward. Until next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay connected between episodes, subscribe to our email list using the link in the description for this episode. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Solopreneur Hustle. And don't forget to share the Solopreneur Hustle podcast with a boss friend. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Until next time.